Hi everybody, you're listening to Survival Guide. We're gonna figure it out. You just blew through the fucking thing. That's too loud. Michael, what's going on? Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, I I was curious what you think your profession would be in the 1600s. In this, my 1600s profession, age of exploration. Oh yeah, I mean sailor, I guess. Yeah, sailor's good. I think you would be a sailor. You'd but you'd be a deck swabber. You you don't think I would be like a first mate or a bombardier? You think be it the guy swabbing the deck? I think it's so funny because you have you really do romanticize sea travel, like not just old sea travel. You love carnival cruises. Oh, (laughs) any type, any type (laughs) of sea travel. Yeah, and and I do think I just don't think you're the type of person who'd run a boat. You'd I absolutely I think you'd work a boat. I don't think you'd be able to run a boat. You don't think I had the gusto to be captain of my own vessel? I think it's more than gusto. I think there is uh, a managerial requirement. <laughs> you think it's the lack of managerial? You think I have the? You think I have the stick-to-itiveness of like a like a sea captain of? The, I you think know, you're indecisive. I don't think you could. You wouldn't know which way to point the boat, or you wouldn't know which person to throw off overboard. You know what I would be? You know what I would be? I would be the adventurer who hires the boat. Those are the proprietors. Those guys aren't that cool. Are... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me that the people who... Did Amerigo Vespucci not captain his own vessel? Was he just along for the go of it? I, well, I, no, I think he did. No, he did because Amerigo Vespucci and, and Christopher Columbus and all those other explorers were Sir like... Sir Francis Drake? Sir Francis Drake were hired by... Uh, by like the the king and queen like like Christopher Columbus Italian northern Italian that's why he's so terrible and and a bunch of other reasons uh Are you trying to provoke me <laughs> <laughs> No Christopher Columbus terrible genocidal rapist yes, maniac absolutely awful person uh was was not hired by the Italians cuz the Italians didn't have a government when he was alive it was a bunch of what small was kingdoms it? still those people didn't get it together for a while. Neither did Germany. It wasn't until the 1860s that Italy came okay, together. Okay, okay. Here's your little Italian history I lesson. like that, man. I appreciate it. It wasn't until Gary Baldi and his red, and his red shirts, which sounds almost like... <laughs> British that, people. Yeah, and, and his red shirts came and swept through, like, started in, like, Rome and, like, swept up and down. No. Would you be a good captain? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, <laughs> unless you want to do, like, a history thing. No, no. I, would I be a good captain? I don't think you know which way to set the sails. What, do you have... Here's the question. You're talking gusto. Do you have the gusto to push someone off the boat? To push someone off the boat? Over I, a, <laughs> a, on a plank. Okay. I think I would, but I would do it with... I would block out my mind, and then afterwards, it would haunt me for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like stone-faced while he's standing on the plank. He knows his fate. You stone-faced go up behind him and push him. I just do it quick. 
<laughs> and you then do it be quick. Like, oh my god! And then you turn around and you puke, and you're like, "Wow, that was super intense!" <laughs> like, I can't believe I did that. I throw up. I turn around. There's sharks like ripping him apart. Oh god! <laughs> get out of here! Get out of here! We gotta move. I can't look my at this first any mate's longer. Like, Don't look at him! Don't look at him! <laughs> but it's the boat's only going like five miles an hour, so it's like slowly <laughs> passing by this guy getting eaten by sharks. And his vocal cords are still working. Well, yes, he's still like so audibly screaming. yelling. Please, there's still time. Pull me back up. Pull me back up. You're like, go. We just got to get out of just here. Just quickly. What's what's going on? Look, we can't control the wind. What do you mean we can't? I'm like, they're like, we're turning. Why are we turning back around? The wind like is pushing them back towards the guy getting his uh, throat ripped out by sharks. He's like, what are we doing? All right. You know what? Just go. Just go. Straight. Try to get out of it. We need to, yeah, keep pressing on. I think you have, you would be a great, like, second mate. Is there a second mate? Yeah, there's a second mate. Usually, the second mate's a lot of times like a, like the navigator or like I, I think I'd be the, a good no, na- not that. Well, I think I'd be a good did, navigator. Did you get your orienteering mate? I did get okay, my orienteering mate. Okay, me too. Me too. Me too. I think I'd be a good navigator because that's all maps and draw, and you basically stay inside the cabin and are constantly like looking at the stars and pointing stuff out. You don't really have you to make any decisions. You know what? You're so right. You would be great up in the booth of the ship. Yeah. Right. And I would be good down below deck. Hanging out and always causing like dissent among the crew against the captain. She's like, "This is kind of all bullshit, isn't it? What's going on here? You'd be on the on the Nina Pena Santa Maria voyage. You'd be the guy that's like, "Well, we haven't really seen land for forty days. What's going on with that? Weren't we promised we'd see land? Yeah. <laughs> or I would like to start a religion if I was in the sixteen hundreds because that stuff is easy. It was really easy access just to be able to start a religion. Well, yeah, you just take aspects of whatever religion people already right. have. Yeah, you take little pieces and then you say, oh, you're not supposed to wear corduroy. And you then, know what I mean? And then it's a little bit different. It's your own thing. And then you're like, I can read this book. And everyone's like, well, he must know something. He must know something. <laughs> yeah. I, people got taken advantage of. Well, when, like, 90% of the world's pop of, like, Europe, Europe's population is illiterate. Yeah. Of course, it's easy to take advantage of someone who's illiterate. Not in like a, not like a bad way, like, well, there's, there's no... Well, kinda. Yeah. Like, I, I, sign this contract. That stuff, you know what I mean? Even now, I think they've kind of gotten rid of, hey, just, well, I don't know, I... I don't read any contract I've ever signed. <laughs> well, that's the issue. <laughs> now they make the contract so long. That's how they get around it. They yeah. make it so long that, you, like, you, no one's going to read the terms and conditions. You no, don't know what you you're can't. You to. can't. You have some place to be, dude. You Like, anybody with a place to be can't be checking, like, what it's... And they have to stream a song quick. Yeah. It's like, I'm not... I mean, if you're just now getting, a, like, an iTunes account and you have to read the terms and conditions you got something to listen to that you need to listen to like now no one's no one's printing out no <laughs> the shit going to fedex and printing out like all over a hundred pages and like highlighting it through. and then file or not even reading it but having it on file just in case you need to go retroactively look at your agreement like what's gonna happen as you navigate whatever application they need to retroactively and go double check what kind of like permissions you have granted this company hey can you i don't know man why don't you just buy that song one moment you get every time you buy a song one moment i gotta check i gotta double check this stuff (laughs) control f like you're just like control f fraud like that's gonna like pull (laughs) something up you're looking for fraud that's but i do think that that a lot of times now 
contracts are so long. That's how they get to take I agree. advantage of people. Dude, I really agree. Like, it used to be like a contract with the devil. You read the fine print, but it was always on one piece of parchment. Yes! They were, there was never... That's because they didn't have staples. Yeah, it was always on one... But it wasn't even like a long piece of parchment. It was like maybe a scroll. It was, it was maybe a... One and a half times as big as a normal piece of paper. No? Yeah. Would you say two times? Yeah, I would say about one and a half, two times. I've seen it up to two and a half, but never three. That's probably, you know what? That's probably why nobody makes a deal with the devil anymore. I know. It's no too one's much going reading. Down, no one's going down the crossroad because the devil's like, oh, here's my contract. And then you're like, oh, I don't know. I've heard of Robert Johnson. I've. S- if you had to make a deal with the devil for something benign in your life not like i don't want it to touch on your true like deep down hopes and dreams right because of course everyone if they were to make a deal with the devil you'd make you'd want to make it count and so it'd be the highest stakes most return thing that you can think of which would be like your dreams your hopes and dreams if you had to make a deal with the devil for something that like in the intermediate like something very moderate what would that be? I got it. Okay. Anytime I want to cook something, yeah. I can open up my fridge and all and the all ingredients, ingredients are, are there. right there. <laughs> oh my god. Michael. Wow. That is when did you come up with that? Like five, se- right, five seconds, seconds ago. ago. I had a conversation this week where I also said it was a different frame of the question, like what kind of benign superpower? But I like like the idea Yes, like never have to go to the grocery store. Any recipe you want to cook. All the ingredients. It's are exactly there. The, the ingredients you want. It's the, in the portions. It is. It's the portions. It's the brand, so you can just. Are we sponsored by HelloFresh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's their business model. They, but, they I mean, go on podcasts, but our podcast is isn't sponsored by anyone. No. <laughs> except except for, for the devil. Except for the devil. <laughs> you know, this this podcast is sponsored by the devil. Hey, you want to make a deal, but sell your soul? Hit up the devil. You like a horny little bastard with a yeah. pitchfork who... Red hot. Red hot. And boy, oh boy, is he, uh, is he charismatic. Hit up the devil. Hit up the devil. Use promo code <laughs> Survival Guide Podcast. <laughs> and the devil like will the longest... Pro- like, no, it's like four characters. <laughs> it's a survival like, Guide Podcast. Jesus po- Christ. Use promo code Survival Guide Podcast so you get a 15% off your first time selling your soul to the devil. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I think if I had to sell my... Like, I like the ingredient thing. I think the ability to always have roller skates. Or, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like an Inspector Wait, Gadget? is that... <laughs> Wait, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like an Inspector... Like, yeah. like, 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 you, like, you can, uh, you can, like, snap so your fingers. So here's the problem. I'm a good roller... We've talked about this. I've told you how many times I'm a good roller skater. Yeah, you need to stop talking about it. Sometimes and, you bring well, it up when it... Well, it's bad. people should know. I have a talent. You'll see, you'll see like, two kids, like... Rollerblading. I'm like, I, hey, I can do that. You're like, hey, I can... <laughs> Those kids are nothing. I can do it as well. I can do it as proficiently as they can. <laughs> and, but I am a good roller skater. The problem with roller skates is you go someplace on roller skates, you also have to have shoes. <laughs> because you can't... Like, if you want to go to the store... In a quick way, you ha- you can roller skate there, but then you have to like sit down and put shoes on, and then carry your roller skates into the grocery store or where whatever establishment, like a restaurant. You can then like continue to roller skate <laughs> in the in like a, a supermarket. So the inconvenience of like doubling up on shoes, I would like yes, go go roller skate and roller wheels pop out of the bottom of my shoe. That's a good little. 
That's something fun. Well, it's advanced Heelys. I'm pretty sure that's why Heelys were invented, because they're like, oh, I these kids want to be on the go, but they can also, like, walk around and be cool kids. For sure. I think that I would agree that that is probably the pitch meaning of Heelys. Yeah. I have to think people were jacked up on some uppers when they came up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not just pure creativity like, that makes you put one wheel in the bottom of a shoe before we get going here take a take a sniff out of the old booger sugar <laughs> and all the like all everyone had, like, we call it think powder everyone had like sketchers is like yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right what do you got for us today dave and their veins are popping out of their head all wearing sketcher shoes <laughs> except dave is wearing a sketchers board meeting well dave is wearing rollerblades because i was thinking today i was thinking today i forgot my shoes at home <laughs> What and he's like, because you can't really skate around a boardroom. You're no. awkwardly like clip clapping. Yes. He goes, I was thinking he's slipping beneath he's, the table. He's like, yes, he's like, he does the the big power boardroom move where he slams both his palms on his table, but then the wheels shoot up and he goes like parallel to the table and smacks that on the floor. He's, I was thinking, and he, his face is red, and he walks into the board like you know when you're ice skating, you're rollerblading, and you are. You're just learning and you're trying to walk too much. Yeah. Where you're like holding on the side and you're like clip clopping around. That's what he's doing trying to get in the room. Like trying to slide along the uh, the whiteboard railing. <laughs> he's like, I was thinking, keep slipping. I was thinking. And he's like, what were you thinking, Dave? Dave, spit it out. <laughs> I was thinking, what if we had shoes that were rollerblades? And yeah. he's like, isn't that just rollerblades? No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> it's efficient if you need to go to the... The farmer's market. If you need to go to the grocery store, if you're going to work. Actually, the farmer's market is, you could just use rollerblades. Yeah, I think the farmer's market is fine to use rollerblades, but I'm not imagining this guy in a full suit. They should give rollerblades at the airport. Once you get to the airport, because I will say there's two places that are, uh, it's difficult to rollerblade, but are extremely conducive to rollerblading. One is an event center, right? Oh my God. Like a huge wide open event center. I'd like to go play roller hockey in a big wide open event yes like it's so big and it's all like that laminate where you can just glide or um an airport you should because you can crisscross your terminals they have those and can you imagine going on rollerblades on one of those uh powered walkways oh my god you go you'd shoot off the other end like you're one of the the hot wheels shooters (laughs) into the ramp you would would be awesome yeah (laughs) you So when I was, well, yeah. so when you, but when you mentioned that, all I can think of is now there's going to be these roving, because people like steal luggage at the airport, right? You think there's going to be roving, bandits. organized bandits who are stealing, well, and wheelie luggage. You know what I mean? Like they can just wheel it behind them. Yeah. It's going to be like roller, the roller boys, these punk teenagers. I feel like there is something in late seventies, maybe it's eighties, early nineties, uh, movies where rollerblading, Punks. Ice skating punks were prevalent, and usually it's like like usually you have like Emilio Estevez who I'm just making a Mighty Ducks. Well, reference. Mighty Ducks, yeah. <laughs> but he, he always someone had, someone's the drunk father yeah, figure. Someone, well, someone from like probably the Breakfast Club or from that Brat Pack era. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Emilio well, Estevez. Emilio Estevez was in the Breakfast. Yeah, he was the wrestler. He was. <laughs> oh my god! I never put two and two together. So the wrestler who was stood up for Molly Ringwald and tried the doobie. Yeah. Is the same guy who got drunk and taught those kids how to ice skate? Yeah. That is a big revelation for me. 
<laughs> like I think I always knew it, but now I like now you're putting it together. Now I don't think I can even watch either of those movies the same. <laughs> Are they the same guy? Like you know what I mean? Are they a shared universe? Where he's there's a theory out there about that. There, yeah, there probably yeah, there probably is a theory, but there is like. I, I think you're right. There is, like, the Mighty Ducks. There is that whole genre of, like, drunk guy, maybe, like... Yes. Like, has to go teach a... Down on his luck. Has to go teach a teach a group of wily, like, yeah. kids who are unathletic how to win the championship. And they always have to go get the ringer, who is always a part of that thug group of kids. Like, the, the leader of the thug group of kids. Or, like, a woman in Little Giants. Yeah, or, like... <laughs> Who, who is probably also a part of the thug group of kids. Usually it's some, like, ringer who they see, like, like a kid stealing ca- cabbages no, and right, produce right, right. on the streets. Or, like, it's Halloween and he's hitting eggs with a, a hockey stick at houses. Yeah. And, like, how we use your talents for good, man. And he's it's like, like, the least efficient way to egg a house is with a hockey stick. Because you're just going to break it on entry upon that hockey <laughs> yeah, stick. It's just you're blowing not, it's up not on bl- you. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not it bouncing off. It doesn't stay solid until it hits the house. Now, you know what's good for egging houses is um, uh, what are those – like, it's the hooked – thing where Melee oh, uh, what is it Pele or something <laughs> no but no no it's uh highlight highlight you get because you can put six or seven eggs in that and thing you could just and like do, 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 like whip them right at this uh how not a how don't egg houses but at uh uh what kind of place do you want to egg uh What's like a business? What's a, um, I'm trying to think like a. Uh, oh, I don't want to offend any listener. Yeah, that's. A, I'm trying um, not to offend anyone here. Right. Let's. Uh, you could egg a. Uh, you could egg. Uh, you know what? A fancy art museum where they don't let anyone in except if you donate a million. Why would they let anyone in? Those don't exist, do they? <laughs> except if you donate a million dollars, so you're egging the outside. How about you could egg a. Uh, a the world's biggest tub of flour <laughs> to make it the world's biggest cake. Well, then, yeah, everyone's angry at first because they're like, "Oh, now now the flour's all wet," and then you're like, "Wait, hindsight? Guys. No, let's make the world's biggest cake." And then he's like, "Does he play? Who plays highlight? <laughs> I've never met anyone who plays highlight." Well, apparently, highlight's a dangerous sport. I've heard people get it's it's big in India, no. I think South America. I think it's a South American sport. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard people get murdered. I think because you're just they're fl- like with that like curved, almost banana shaped basket. Can whip it. Yeah. These guys are whipping it uh, like like faster than like a pitcher can throw it, and pitchers are throwing it like 95, 100 miles per hour. I think a highlight can go 150 miles an hour. I think so Maybe too. Maybe more, like 160. I think so too, and uh, like. <laughs> Because like like there's like when you play tennis, there's only a certain amount like a certain speed you can serve a tennis ball like 120. Right, there's is like fast a terminal velocity that you can hit with the like there's you can't you couldn't no human could hit a tennis ball like 400 miles an hour. Yeah, but with a high I think a highlight balls are like well I don't think anyone could hit anything 400 miles an hour. That's you, like you break insane. the sound barrier. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, you know what? That's what the ringer does. <laughs> he breaks the, the sound barrier. The ringer breaks the sound barrier. Not, they're not like, we should get him to like a lab to be tested. Well, I think that's kind of fucked up. That My first thought would be, we need to do scientific studies on this kid because he can hit a baseball, whatever, 
to break the sound barrier. Why would we send him to the government operation? Yeah. <laughs> we should put him on the Mets or any baseball team and like make the best 30 for 30 of all time. All right. You know, you know what that sounds like? It sounds, you ever watch? Uh, it's like it? a reverse ET. What's that? There's a movie where a kid gets arm surgery. And he has a robot arm? Well, no, he gets arm surgery and the ligaments in his in his uh in his arm line up where he's just a not he becomes a knockout pitcher just by like reeling it I back. I don't know. Wait, wait, he he uses his other hand like a catapult to push and click his other arm. Yeah, and, and a, then it flings the baseball for Yeah. And I think like That is not a blockbuster. And he movie. goes to play for the Anaheim Angels, which we No, got... you're thinking of Angels in the Outfield. No, it's a different movie that's also Angels centered in the around Angels in the Outfield that involves uh mythological creatures. Because well this is one this one's just involves like crazy science. Yeah. Because you know, Angels in the Outfield, like it's about a kid who can see angels and the angels help with baseball, which if you're an angel Hey, where hey, where I grew up, science and angels are the same thing. <laughs> no, keep going. Well, if you're an angel and you're gonna be committing, like, uh, like doing miracles. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Where I'm from, those things are one and the same. Like, what, what these angels are like, like, like they're like, ah, oh, what should we do? Should we cure these people of cancer? You know, no. we're going to be catching balls in the outfield <laughs> and helping the Anaheim Angels, Angels because they're having a tough season this year. <laughs> Honestly, that, that movie is every – it's how I view all my sports fandoms or, like, my big – I'm like, man, let's get let's get God's intervention here. <laughs> let's get – the, the Angels are swooping into the Iowa State football game. Well, I, well, I did used to think that there were – Ghosts that helped out the team. It turned out it wasn't ghosts. It was just able-bodied athleticism and practice. And good coaching and team management. Yes. Those are the real angels. <laughs> those are the angels. That would be a funny, like, um, like a commercial where it looks like you're uh, saluting, like, uh, essential workers and stuff. <laughs> but you say the real angels are... Uh, player management professionals and like coaches and shit. You know, they have the first was like, not all heroes wear capes and it's a picture yes, of a firefighter right, right. holding a hose yes. bringing a, like a baby out of a fire. Exactly. Like, not all heroes wear capes. Like, not all angels wear halos. And it's like... <laughs> and it's some guy snapping a clipboard over his knee. <laughs> it's like John Harbaugh like yeah. <laughs> pointing out plays. Yeah, like exactly. Coach K, like on the court yelling at a referee. It, or, and then it's just, even just like it tries to bring it back in local and it's some dad drawing the outrun <laughs> that he wants his son to run at a Thanksgiving pickup game. <laughs> like it's like brings it back down local and it's and then it's like that dad and like random kids and then uh, uh, like a group of college and nfl coaches that like came together for this message <laughs> like i can i can literally see that's how like removed from reality some some of those people are who make some of that stuff you know because it doesn't feel like it would be that, fake right that like, almost sounds like something almost the sounds nfl like, would make like nfl back or f happy to be back at full whatever in 2021 and then it's a commercial about how <laughs> the heroes are like the strength and the conditioning coaches and shit the real the real heroes are, are the, the people that get the players ready to play yeah or bill belichick and some guy it's a, a slow motion shot of some guy spraying uh disinfectant on a jock strap <laughs> not all heroes were, were halos not and then all... like what is it like 
those that music that plays it like during like any war movie, like World War Two movie. And there, yeah, and it's like there's machine gun fire in the background. <laughs> like it is like like like, a war, like they didn't just pull the song from a war movie. They like just took all the audio from like an, an army commercial. or something, oh, like an God. army commercial, and just placed it in front of this. So it's like do 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 like go army. <laughs> But it's like go NFL. Go NFL. <laughs> That's good shit. That wouldn't be that far off too. That's the thing. You think about it, you're like this it doesn't feel like I'm making up something that is not possible. Like for a marketing team to cook up. Well, like, I think it's like like the army the army and the military is so intertwined with football yep. in the US anyway. Yeah. Like anytime you go to a football game, I like respect the troops good absolutely for the, good for the air force but i just hate when they fly the jets over well it is kind of <laughs> I, listen it's cool i love air shows i love i think it's cool to see those machines doing that well yeah but when you're going to an air show you're expecting the loud noises the <laughs> engines and the airplanes when i'm going to a football game it is i will say it is bizarre how intertwined college football in the military is or even the nfl not that i don't think and I, i'm not quite sure why that is but hell of a market like it's something you don't think about we're like oh like the symbolism or the like the idea of like jets flying over an iowa state colorado game like the, you know what i mean i'm not talking about like army navy or anything like that it is interesting how tied together those institutions are yeah and do you know what it is it's the same reason that you see like boeing advertise at a mariners game they're not boeing's not advertising because they want the average (laughs) baseball fan to come buy an airplane (laughs) and buy parts by an airplane (laughs) engine no they are advertising and stuff like that because they want to recruit the best of the best to work for them and to be a part of their company and organization and to grow their brand and i think that's the same argument for the military they want to that's it's a means of recruiting to be involved in the nfl and college athletics in that manner or, or to be the title sponsor of the the opening pit, like pitch or whatever you know what i mean it's a means of advertising everything's advertising well I, I also think that there's that the history of the u.s military is very intertwined with the history of football yet a lot of those like classic old players before they had wore real helmets and were wearing sweaters would instead go of pads. and fight in world war ii yeah they'd go because there, there wasn't any money in football i wonder if if post World War II, when people came back to college or veterans would come and even you know what I mean because veterans would fight, then they're like twenty, they come play college football. So there were players who had fought or uh, players who had played and then went and fought. So I wonder if after that, I don't know how long this goes back, but it'd be interesting to see if there was an increase in kind of that partnership between the military and whether it's the NFL. I don't even know when the NFL started, but oh, like football and stuff like as like an homage to, Hey, we have troops playing and stuff like that. And it's grown and progressed from there. Oh, I bet. I I've definitely, like, definitely bled too. Order in the court, order in the court. 
Alright, I'm gonna have the stenographer read back the shocking revelation we just heard. Mary, if you will. Okay, well, first the cowboy got jealous of the scientist. Go on. And so he pushed him out a two-story window. The scientist was fine, but he ended up being taken into a murder house. Oh, yikes. People were experimented on, and he was close, but the cowboy came up and wrangled all the experiments, thus saving the scientist. Good, I'd like to hear but that. But then a missile was strapped on the back of both the scientist and the cowboy until they flew into a common moving truck. So wait, who's on trial here? Well, it's either the potato man or the stretchy dog. But my money's still on the dinosaur. This is a doozy. Well, someone's gonna have to go to prison. This week, we are surviving Chucky. We're not talking about the mouse. We're not talking about Charles what, Entertainment Cheese. What is cheese. that, dude? What? Chucky the mouse? Ch Charles Chucky Cheese? Yeah. Oh, very cool. I never even thought that he himself was Chucky. <laughs> he is a Chuck. But we're not talking about the mouse. No. We're talking about the doll, the homicidal doll. Yes. One gives kids a great time with fun and prizes. And one... And ch childhood gambling. And yes. the other <laughs> kills them. Kills them. <laughs> Complete opposite. You know, that is so funny. I never put two and two together that that mouse, mouse's name is Chucky. It's called Chucky Cheese. Well, I thought Chucky was the type of cheese. <laughs> I really that I honestly God I have to I'm gonna have to ask around because I don't know how many people really think of the mouse as a Chucky. I know now that changes the way I perceive those animatronics. Wait, you thought it was like the cheese they put on the pizza and it's on our pizza? It's, it's the Chucky cheese. cheese. That sounds like nothing I would ever want to eat. Well, well, yeah, I don't think I don't think a pizza place should make up its own type of cheese because <laughs> I want a pizza place that that gives me cheese I've had before. Yeah, it's uh, cheese is not something that you want to play around. I don't want them to have their own house cheese. Like a house cheddar, like I get it. Maybe the guy makes cheese in his garage, like still weird. Like a house, but, a house mozzarella. Is but something. his yes, a house mozzarella is a very real thing. But they make them like their own type of cheese, <laughs> Chucky oh. cheese, Ch on top it's of your Chucky pizza. cheese. Oh my god! Um, no, we are talking about the evil killing doll from famous from the movies that I've never seen. Have you? No, I haven't seen it. No, we're gonna farce this thing out though. Um, <laughs> So Chucky is, I feel like a very, my probably entrance into what a horror character is. Probably the first horror character I ever learned about was Chucky. Yeah, like Chucky was one doll. of the, I think for me it was Jason Voorhees. Okay, okay. The, the hockey mask is Get so it. iconic. Yeah. But I think Chucky is one of those early horror movies, like villains, that, that you, you always know about. Absolutely. Like from early age. And they even had, like, a Goosebumps spinoff where it was, like, Night of the Living Dummy where they also had, like, a uh, uh, a hand puppet. Yeah, a ventriloquist dummy. Okay, ventriloquist dummy. It wasn't, like, like a soft, chilled child's, like... Okay. I think we should get into the lore of it. Yeah, okay, so... But I, th but I think, first off, for those who have read Night of the Living Dummy, which I have... That dummy is just trying to be a dictator, which I always thought was a funny thing. Really? That dummy wasn't trying to kill everyone. It was just trying to rule over everyone. Oh, my God. You're right. I That's so bizarre. <laughs> it was like, it's like, this is children. We can't have them killing people. We just but, want them to be under the, the iron or the wooden fist of the the puppet. Who's the real one pulling the strings? Yes, that is, that's an interesting allegory. But, uh, but no, we're but. talking about this, this doll and... 
Chucky. I, I've read, because I like to read, I don't like to watch a lot of horror movies, but I like to read about synopsis of them. Okay, because I am kind of in that boat too. I like to watch them, but I, if I'm not going to, if I don't think I'll watch it in the next five years, I'm like, oh, what's it about? Yeah, okay. like I'll, I'll just look it up. Like if, if it's not like a big thing, like I went to go see Midsummer because it was just this beautiful, classic. I think you mean we went to go see Midsummer. That's right, we did. Yeah. We went, we went to go see Midsummer, but that's because, like, Midsummer was kind of like this cinematic masterpiece. It's well, like, I love Ari Aster. Yeah. But, so, when did you read the synopsis? Like, a year ago. Okay, so we're going to understand Chucky <laughs> and what it, what that entails from Michael's year, uh, uh, year in review of reading the Wikipedia. All right, basis of Chucky, Let's right? Tell and, me. And, and there's two different types of Chucky. There's the Mark Hamill Chucky. We're not going to use that one because that one's a little less boring because okay. that, that one's a little, little bit more like a child took over the toy. Okay. We're going to use the classic one, which is they're chasing an old, frumpy serial killer. All the cops are. And the serial killer runs into a toy store. And he's cornered, and he's like, "Ah, what do I do? I'm, I'm he was a serial Italian. <laughs> no, or was he from Brooklyn? No, I don't know. This is just. Oh, okay. It was probably in the that Midwest. was a weird choice. It was probably in the Midwest because that's when all those like kind of horror yeah, movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unless you're Stephen King, that happens in Maine, but it, it was probably happening in the in the Midwest. And he goes, "Oh, I also know magic." <laughs> oh. Like he pulls out a wand and then uh, twirls around and turns in. He has like a he has a wizard cap all of a sudden in the cloak <laughs> or like dark magic. Dark magic. Oh, okay. He, he doesn't look like Mickey Mouse and the Sorcerer's yes, Apprentice. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he, uh, but yeah, he goes. I know dark magic and starts to do this ritual about transferring his like mind and soul into this doll. And these cops are just letting this guy spew this Latin bullshit. Well, not yet. So the cops run in and shoot him at the end. Okay. But it was it's too late because he already transferred it. But the cops don't know. Okay. And is the doll? Is it loosey goosey like on display or is it in a box? It's in a box. Okay. okay and that's okay. the whole thing. It's in a box because that's where the movie begins. Well, the movie begins with the, them chasing, you know, it's the like, that's like the it, doll. The cold open. Yeah, the cold open, and then you get the characters. The kid brings it home with him because he wanted the new Chucky doll. Yes. And then shenanigans ensue. Naturally. Yeah. And these shenanigans mostly involve the doll killing his friends and family. Yeah, the doll's like, I mean, but the doll's also playing like mind games with him, like, you're my best friend. Like, doing oh, that sort of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, you're my best friend. And he goes, ah, I'm going to kill you. And then we'll, like, go from voice to voice. Okay, and he can run. Yeah, the doll Quicker can Quicker than run. a man or a doll speed? Probably a doll speed. Like a gremlin. That... I would say gremlin speed. <laughs> I've never seen gremlins. They are... They're, they're little of... fur guys. Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're almost like squirrels. I would say almost at squirrel speed. Okay, perfect. So, well, a squirrel's quicker than I thought a doll would be. Well, yeah, yeah, but you can still outrun a squirrel. I think... No way you can outrun a squirrel. No way. Not for not for uh, 30 yards. Past that, you got a squirrel. Yeah. What do you think? I think you could... I, I think... You really do think you could outrun a squirrel? Yeah. Wow. We'll have to try. We'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to test this out and tell everyone yeah. how it <laughs> We'll build our squirrel tunnel. But I... I've my biggest qualm with Chucky as a man who constantly feared death and the dark arts. I was always I always thought, well, it's just I could kick it, no, I could just punt, I could hit it, right? It's a doll or I could a use a golf knife. club. It's a doll with a kitchen knife. That's my thing. <laughs> chicken chicken knives, kitchen knives are not even the sharpest type of knife, right? No, 
What is the sharpest knife at night? Uh, uh, prob- probably stabbing knives. Yeah, stabbing knives. knives for stabbing. Knives built for stabbing. <laughs> so a, a kitchen knife with a doll. And I, I think the big problem is I was interested in science at a young age. And I'm thinking, I'm like, how does this doll have enough force to even cut my arm off? It's one of those, you know, have you ever cut yourself with a pocket knife? Yeah. You cut yourself, but it's not like you, you really cut your finger off. Now, if you really wound up with an axe or something, you cut your finger off. I don't think a doll has like the full length of the fulcrum. His arm's too small. What are its muscles made out of, right, for it to even swing a knife hard enough? Yeah, he's going for slashes. I think that's the first thing we need to realize. The doll is going for slashing and not chopping. Now, do you think the doll's main weapon, it's not the knife itself, but the element of surprise? I think so. I think in the. T- I think it has to be. <laughs> I think when you're that small, well, the beauty about being that small is that you can hide. You can hide in the t- nooks and crannies of your place. Yes, that's so true. Like I haven't hid like I did when I was a kid. No one hides like that. Like kids, they they make even games out of hiding. I used to find the littlest nooks and crannies a doll. Now imagine a kid is playing hide and seek, but wants to kill you. So it's hiding in the dryer, it's hiding on the roof, but it also wants, is is motivated by murder. Yeah. That's a bad game of hide and seek. It's a doll with a murderous intent. Yeah. I think at this point, you almost because it is a serial killer, you almost need to go we're going we're going to a different movie here. You almost need to go to the uh Seven. No, <laughs> like I do like the idea of Chucky, but it's a very like it's like a film like a uh, noir crime drama. <laughs> You're trying to figure out where these murders are happening. Yes, yeah. But you would it. Introduce... I was thinking more Silence of the Lambs, where you go to another serial okay, killer. Yes, you go to like a Hannibal oh, Lecter type character. My God. Yeah, I, I do like, or it's Chucky in a full prison cell. And you go to Chucky, who's just like, nah, nah, you're my special friend, nah. Like, going nuts, like this bizarre, like, doesn't even have a cognitive thought, truly doesn't have a brain, right? It's a doll. But these very serious detectives go and ask them for advice on how to catch, like, like a true serial killer. Asking asking Chucky for help to catch a serial killer. That is so funny. Which is gonna be Chucky too. Let's be honest. That's gonna be Chucky too. Yes. I think we let's let's move on to Chucky two later. Let's still Okay. <laughs> Chucky one as we understand it is still him running around your house, hiding it well the the problem is it'd be tough to sleep. It right? would be. That would be. It would be almost a Freddy Krueger situation. Yes. Where yes. It'd be tough to sleep because the moment that that guy can just pop out of anywhere, that guy's popping out of the vents. Right. He's po- he's popping out of the floorboards. He's like a, he's like a gr- Grinch who's just popping out of like everywhere in that in the you're a mean one. He's going around. He's stealing Christmas. And Ex- the problem is, there's a certain level of ingenuity that you can do when you're that small, where you can use like, uh, I've told you, I actually kind of like this, uh. I've told you how I'm very interested where they do like little models of everyday objects, but they turn it into like the shape of a house or yeah. something, right? Chucky could use like a suit tie as like a, a jungle vine to like, what would you call that? Swing on top of you in your bed. Like he can use little household items as like, uh, as tools, tools, tools in his toolkit. Yeah, Exactly. All right, I think I think we have established though Chucky won enough. I think yeah, Chucky. Can we agree? You could really just kick Chucky against the wall. Oh yeah, you kick Chucky against the wall. You could you, and you give him a very simple net, a fishing net. Really, I do <laughs> like the idea. The end of the movie is just some kid like 
just beating the ever living shit out of Chucky, <laughs> like unrelentingly. No music. Like, I'm just, sorry, yeah. man. No oh. music. Ugh. He's like, I'm sorry. Like Chucky's like crying. I'm sorry, and it's just kid like wailing on this doll. And the kid is the kid has wide eyes, but there's nothing going it's, on. Yeah, the, it's just black, blacked over. So we got Chucky one. I yeah. think Chucky two is when really we come in. I think, I, are we detectives? I think we're detectives. I would love and we to play be a detective. Silence the Lamb version, trying to get answers out of Chucky to, in order to hunt down Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lamb. It's me like slamming my papers. Like okay, so the Buffalo. It's the I am imagining it. It is the uh, Hannibal Lecter cell where it's all glass and shit. And I just like I slam my hand in on. I'm like, God damn it, Michael! He's giving us nothing. He's a, <laughs> it's just a doll propped up in the corner. Like it doesn't really have that much life left. It's just a doll propped up in the <laughs> corner. Uh, God damn it, Michael! He's giving us nothing. Here. <laughs> there's like there's that guy who has to constantly go in and pull the string on his back so he can talk. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, yes, baby! I love that so much. They have to like. Every time Chucky has to talk, they have to do a whole cell clearing. They have to, like, handcuff Chucky. And then they wind up, pull the string on his back, and that's how he, like, becomes animated again. (laughs) That's how we're going to have to talk to him. Like, it's most convoluted, like. And and he's he's giving us hints, but instead of, like, you know, Hannibal Lecter, it's like, in response, he like you give him therapy, yes. like you know in that in the sounds of the lambs. Yeah, absolutely. Except this time, you're giving him like finger paint and like candy and like yes, like what is it like teddy bear stuffing so he can repair he himself. He can repair himself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like Play-Doh and like <laughs> an erector set. <laughs> like he just wants to- more toys. <laughs> That's it. And he's like, he's going deep. <laughs> you you go in there the first time. He's watching Toy Story. They turn the TV off and he flips out. Like, he's like, you turned off my program. He's like, oh, turn off my program. He watches Toy Story, like, all day, every day. Uh, these are the, this is the one piece of media this representation is... I can relate to. It's, yeah, exactly. Instead of when they remove Hannibal Lecter's, like, art and paintings and everything, they just wheel the TV playing Toy Story out. <laughs> it's like, he literally gets so pissed off because he starts giving you a whole lecture on how representation matters and yes. the way he sees representation is through the Toy Story movie. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and you're like, dude, do you remember being a serial killer? He goes, these <laughs> these plastic hands are all I remember now. Yeah, like, he, he is true toy. He's like, argues that he's all toy now and they, like, take it uh, they like he wants to go to court like a uh, it's almost like a Scopes monkey trial yeah. <laughs> and he's arguing that he should be allowed to be qualified as a uh, that's it as a toy Chucky 3 Chucky, Chucky 3 two it's a is, long it's a courtroom drama Chucky 2 is, is a Silence of the Lambs helping us find a serial killer yeah <laughs> giving him toys Chucky 3 is a courtroom drama on what it means to be a man to be, yes and <laughs> to it's be like human. this like heavy allegory of like what it means to be it's like um it's like a very serious Pinocchio <laughs> like is. what does it mean to be man what does it mean to be like to, to have a heart or to have desire to love and he he falls in love you know those uh ladies will fall in love with serial killers yeah <laughs> it's uh because the bride of chucky is another toy but it's like a full-grown woman who's like come here baby you know i love you and he's like making out with this doll <laughs> during like the like you know like during like the ted bundy trial yes. and all those women in the back and, yes like <laughs> it's, it's they're like blowing he's like they're all blowing him kisses and stuff Hey baby Chucky, you know I'm waiting outside for you. He's wearing those. He's, he's wearing like, but like glasses and a full suit. Yeah, yeah, dude, like a full. And then the uh, 
his lawyer is, looks just like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> it looks just like it's a Southern Colonel Sanders. So he's like, well, well we don't got this. No, I think the, the prosecution looks like turtle, like Colonel yeah, Sanders. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and his lawyer is some hippie who's doing it for free. Like, yes. you watch Trial of the Chicago 7? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like that. Like, some, like... Absolutely. Some, like, doobie-smoking lawyer who saw the real life of corporate America. That's and two doobie repre- references this, this episode. That's right. We're doubling up on the doobies Double today. Doobie. <laughs> yeah, like some like slack, slack, like beatnik. Like he, he brings it. The only thing he brings into the courtroom is on the road by Jack Kerouac. Yeah. <laughs> but he went to Brown Law. But yeah, he saw, yeah. He exactly. saw the with the rest of those. What is it like Barry Goldwater loving men? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Dude. And he's like, I, I can't do that. I, I can't be a part of the system. So he goes off and works for the ACLU. And now he's representing Chucky because he thinks that all. And then Chucky gets like acquitted because he's all toy now. Like I want Chucky to get out. And then he got, he, 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 all he wanted was to be like considered. It's like a Shawshank Redemption uh, with the guy who finally gets out of prison and he's disillusioned by real life on the outside. Like, it's him bagging groceries and shit. <laughs> he's like, Chucky. God, it's him fighting his wife who we met in the courtroom. Like, God, I hate this shit so much. Dude. You know what I mean? It's just him, like, struggling with the everyday monotony. It's at the beginning of the recession, so he's not making that much money. Right. Minimum yes. wage hasn't been increased for so long, so he, can't, he can barely afford his house. He has to go through the... <laughs> He, Dude, he, what yeah. is it? He was uh, he took a high interest loan out. Oh my! Like it's all these like gen like like just general people problems. Like it's pursuit it's pursuit of happiness. Like just ge- like character study on what it's like to re-enter the world uh, post conviction. And we're his, at that point we left the FBI or now it's probation officers. Why would we do that? <laughs> like we have the, I do like the idea that it's never mentioned. But we are in both movies as the most bizarre. Like we start out as local cops, <laughs> yeah, we go into, we become lawyers. We're the we're the cops that shoot him, and then in the second movie we're the FBI agents. Yeah, we like, move up to the which one's like okay that makes cool. sense. Yeah, we're like well, we remember we shot you, Chucky. And then you're the stenographer, and I'm drawn in the courtroom on the. In the <laughs> now we're not even the bailiffs. We're not even no. We're not we're not the bailiffs now. I'm drawn, and you're this you're just typing in the courtroom, and then the last. Last one is we're just parole officers. <laughs> we're just probation. Like, we're just parole officers. Everyone's like, I kind of want to see the story of these guys. Like, what is this? What is this career trajectory? It is. It's a. It's a post Shawshank Redemption trying to get an ex-con back on his feet because he's been stuck in the. He's been stuck in the system for so long that he doesn't know what real life is like. I love it, dude. That's perfect. He's trying to turn a new leaf. Yeah, it's him. Like they have a kid, and it, it's like half toy. <laughs> <laughs> it has, what it like? It has like the like the head of a human, the body of a human, but like the arms and legs arms and of legs like a of baby a doll. doll. Yes, yeah. So it can, which is like those single hinges. It is. It's not like and it's made. They're made of plastic too. Yes, dude. There's like no. It's like true plastic. And he goes and he like tries to help out at his like Boy Scout troop. He tries to do all this stuff and like connect with his kid and stuff like that. Like it's a true character study on like what it means to be. What time period should this be set in? Well, I think I think the original Chucky has to take place in the eighties, right? I agree. I think the eighties is the perfect time. Is it two thousand nine? Is him as a dad? Yeah, I think recession, Big Short, Chucky dad. Yeah, two thousand nine, and then um. <clears throat> I like that the last Chucky is like a kicking and screaming, 
Like one of those family sports comedies. Family sports comedies, bro. Bad Where news bears. Bad news bears. Screaming. Chucky gets hammered. Like he gets like really drunk and tries to drive home. And he's divorced. From, he's, and divorced he's divorced at this time. Yes. He the only way he can divorced. relate to his kid is through coaching his lacrosse um, team. Lacrosse team. <laughs> I, yeah. You know what needs a, a children's movie is lacrosse. We're doing it here for you now. Chucky five. Uh, what Chucky. It, what it, it, la- Chucky relaxed. <laughs> Chucky relaxed. That's good. Chucky re lax. Yes, and it's him. He's divorced. He gets hammered at bingo night. Drives. He like can't even see over his steering wheel. <laughs> he's driving a a wood paneled station yes, wagon. Yes, dude. Yes, and like sideswipes it into a, a telephone pole, and he he like gets out, pukes everywhere, like pukes plastic like i don't know he wakes up they're like here's your court date and he has to go home and tell his son in his hey <laughs> divorced dad apartment yes hey but it's just like a, it's one uh fold-out chair and a sega genesis on the ground and it's uh he's like hey buddy i i can't make it to your um eighth grade graduation i have uh court or something yeah he go- so he goes into court and this time <laughs> And this time, the lawyer, Wait, who is the Colonel yes. Sanders' lawyer, is now the judge. Yes, <laughs> I love that. We're not idiots. We haven't showed up. Okay, yet. I like. Let me make that clear. We have not showed up. Not here. Any, any. <laughs> at this point, people are expecting us to show up. They're like, oh, they've already been in the courtroom. Maybe they'll reprise their characters. No, we're artists. We're artists as actors. Yeah, we're not doing courtroom <laughs> again. We did the courtroom thing. We have to ha- show character growth and progressing from parole officers and not backsliding into a career we've already had. Yeah, yeah. And we've already been parole officers. We're no longer parole officers. No, we've no, moved on. No. So, so it's, judge... it's, it's it's the court. And he, yeah, like the, the judge is like, was like, ah, like, like you can either go back to prison or you can coach this eighth grade lacrosse team. Yes. And that's always the most bizarre part of it. It's like, hey, we know you like getting loaded and driving your car. We're wondering if you want to coach these youths to a championship. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can either do that or you can coach the team that's the worst in the suburban yeah <laughs> the suburban it's like suburban Milwaukee or yeah some suburban shit. Milwaukee lacrosse league and you're gonna because they don't have a coach anymore and we want to keep them out of the streets because <laughs> the coach was he, the coach was an electrician it's like one in the morning he was fixing the telephone pole and the guy sideswiped it and flew the coach off and he passed away and so now he has to take his place no, as the well, coach. It's, it's, it's a children's thing so I think he's more in a full body in a comical full body cast oh yes that's so true <laughs> yeah. you can't kill him they visit him in the hospital he's like full body the full body cast where he can't even say any words and like you're imagining that he's saying bad words but it's a kid's film and there's a scene where the fattest kid because there's like a a larger kid on the team the oversized kid or the plus size kid on the team accidentally sits on the old coach's broken leg and he like you know what i mean it's like and then the new coach is like all right kids i think it's time we get out and this is when it comes in this is when we come in we are the coaches of the rival soccer team of the team that is put together we run it like a tight ship we are like (laughs) like the team that has like set drills we have like very strict plays and we are the reigning champions for like five years in the in the in a row our kids are stars like that's us we were head we were matching sweatsuits and headbands and we like this is the most important part of our week this is that's us this is it that was like are those the fbi officers that were the like good guys in the second movie i 
I get the the way it opens up on uh, yeah they're like Are those guys these guys yeah they used to be FBI officers <laughs> agents but uh the way it opens our our characters up is we're given a pep talk because we play them early on in the season to start oh right? when we crush them right they don't so score a single goal it, on us it opens up with us doing a pep talk and I got a tattoo of our lacrosse team's logo <laughs> on like our eighth grade lacrosse team on my chest what's our team we're the uh, Oh, it's got to be something dangerous. Something dangerous. We're like the, uh, the the robot wolves, or so, like metal, like uh, mega wolf, or so, you know the, what I mean. Or like like the, what is it? The shadow Megatron. No, no, Megatron. That's it. We're, we're Megatron. Megatron. I have a, a full. Not even look. It's Megatron holding a lacrosse stick <laughs> on my chest. It is. It's Megatron holding. Let's go, baby. <laughs> And, and I, play... I, I spit in my hand and I rub it on my chest. I'm like, this shit's permanent. And let's be honest, we have the best athletes in the league, but we also play a little dirty. We play dirty. We, we yes. We play a little dirty and we run it hard. All right. We got the best athletes, but we never want to lose. Why? Because, because we nothing. have because our cons our son's college savings that we've been saving up for is on the line on these games. <laughs> That's right. We are addicted to betting on eight grade lacrosse. Which cross. leads to our spinoff, which. Which is an uncut gem. Uncut gems. Of us. <laughs> no, we start yes. working in a local jeweler store. Oh my god. Here's the finale. It's it's a spin-off where it's us working in a local jewelry store, but instead of the Furby jewel, it's a Chucky jewel where we had so now it twisted on our head. We're the main characters in this one, and we we put diamond encrusted Chucky on a pendant and try and give it to Kevin Garnett. <laughs> and it's still Kevin Garnett. It's still it's, Kevin Garnett. Except it's Kevin Garnett's golfing career. <laughs> We're putting yes, it all yes. on some modern day. Because you know, like like they was he's like a pro am or some shit. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's playing. Yeah, he's he's playing some with like celebrity games yes. and we're betting it all on the celebrity games yeah dude that is that's electric <laughs> i think it's the only way to do it so that's how i almost want to reanimate a little kid <laughs> or a doll that's right i, I want to i'm excited about it this and is, i have a letter to write to whoever who wrote the movies wrong the first place this is it let's let's write i think it's like what is it west craven probably i think it, it was west craven i mean he's, he's the legend of the time yeah he usually made it, it was uh, west craven or john carpenter's but john carpenter's is always a little wackier yeah his, his horror movies were always a little like stranger and yeah like the thing yeah like like Which we covered on this on this podcast go listen to the episode I almost want to now because I feel like, I almost feel like next week we should really watch Chucky. Oh, <laughs> we should really watch Chucky and talk about it at the beginning. I don't know. Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, at the yeah beginning. I, I, I want to. We went through a lot this yeah. episode. I, I want to rehash the storyline real quickly one more time. Okay, for our listeners, let's do it. Oh yes, yeah, so go through. So it. right, classic Chucky scenario. This is the one we, let, we spent the least time on. <laughs> Yes. Number uh, one, truly him just running around trying to kill us at our house. And we kick him and throw a fishing net on him. And just beat and the sick, shit out of him. And sick a kid on him. Yes. Sick one of our sons That's the on thing. Him. It's us. So we're local cops, right, in the town. It's us in the shadows standing behind him while we egg on this kid to beat the shit out of Chucky. <laughs> like a really bizarre, twisted scene, but like a heavy scene. That's right. And it's it's like this that and that introduces our concept of what it means to be human was it yes. chucky the human or, or were we the one that were inhuman right that's the second movie that scene leads into the second movie which is us going to chucky for help solving the, solving the, the buffalo <laughs> bill and they have uh, they have a corrections officer consistently going in and pulling the string on his back so we can talk to us <laughs> yeah uh the third one uh chucky starts goes in and says he go to trial yeah due process it's about yes. due process of law it's a courtroom drama 
about what it means to be human, what it is to be like considered. Like, a huge, like, it's very, uh, existential, and it, like, even though Chucky's a toy, it makes the audience, like, reflect in on their own humanity. Yeah. Uh, and then we move to the fourth one, Pursuit of Happiness. It's like him and his disgruntled life, and he doesn't know how to be a father, and he hates that he's a bagging grocery. And we're his shit. probation officer. I, pro- well, let's also so the, the second the second one were were the FBI agents. The third one, the stenographer, and yes. and the courtroom artist. The fourth one, we are his probation officers. And then on the the final one, kicking which is sc- my favorite, <laughs> the kicking and screaming, kicking and screaming, bad news bears. Chucky has to. Uh, coach a down on their luck lacrosse team, or he has to go to prison, <laughs> or he has to go to prison, which is not bizarre. jail, prison. prison. <laughs> and we are the rival coaches who are like very intense, like you know the type, uh, like all in, like but play dirty. It's the it's a combination of like sweep the leg type shit from Karate Kid and like uh, the the yeah. the coaches and bench warmers who give the kid or who have an adult plane. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then the final one is a twist on it where now it's our Hobbs and Shaw. This is our, Hobbs, our and Hobbs, Shaw, Hobbs and Shaw, which is just us <laughs> as the two guys in uncut gems betting on Kevin Garnett playing golf. Yes. And that's it, folks. That's how that's how we're surviving. Chucky. Chucky. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to Survival Guide. We'll have another one out next week, so check it out. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Our Twitter is at Survival Guide Pod, and our Instagram is Survival Guide Podcast. Super fun. 